Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Robots Radio presents... Hello, Guardians, and welcome to the Destiny Show podcast. I want to welcome you to episode 50. This is our big 50 episode with the best in the world, Glad. This week, we welcome one of the best players in the Destiny community. He is one of the most humble people in the community. He is a badass Guardian, three times world's first raid champion, leader of fudge pushers and clan member of clan redeem he is a twitch streamer a hamster fanatic with 340,000 guardians strong and tonight we're honored to welcome glad on the show so welcome brother it's so great to have you yeah no thank you for having me on episode 50 50 the big five oh you're, you're giving me a little too much credit here with the best in the world thing <laughs> wow. I'm, i i'm an above average destiny player but uh definitely not the best player in the world <laughs> one of the best uh, there are many 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 people uh much more skilled in the game itself i will i will say though uh that dedication is definitely uh, top notch <laughs> get committed to something and, um, never want to give up there you go yeah. i like that but i appreciate I like it that <laughs> so, thank you thank you so much for joining us and shadow price thank you so much for going on this crazy journey with me thank you for believing and thank you for a hundred episodes really of hustle and hard work and not giving up so i i appreciate you you're gonna get that raid ring uh as soon as that's out uh so figure out sizing and all that and we'll touch base uh but thank you thank you so much to everybody yeah and um we're, we're gonna have a great show tonight and tonight on the destiny show podcast we're gonna put glad on the hot seat we're gonna talk about so many things tonight on the show we're gonna learn much more about glad we're going to talk about how do we get ready for the next raid this November. And we're going to talk about triumphs. We're going to talk about seals and the latest news from Bungie. And Guardians, thank you so much for hanging out live on the Destiny Show podcast. You can also find us on every podcast platform. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and the list goes on. You can also find us on the web at destinyshow.com. If you like the show, make sure to leave a review and subscribe for more awesome guests like Glad. So, Guardians, we're going to kick things off. We're going to invite Glad on the hot seat. So, Glad, I hope you're ready. Always. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, the first question we have for you is something we kind of ask everyone, and that is, when and how did you get started playing Destiny? Uh, <clears throat> I started playing Mass Effect, and uh, so I had fresh, you know, shooting aliens in my head, and one of my friends was like, you should try out a game called Destiny. So I picked it up, played the campaign, thought that's all that it was, put the game down and was like, word, cool game. <laughs> and then they were like, wait a second, hop back on, you know, things are just getting started. So uh, hopped on and then they showed me what Vault of Glass was all about. And that was the first thing I did or one of the first things after doing the main campaign. I didn't know it was what it was. I thought it was just a single player story game. So Mass, Mass Effect, uh, that was the mm -hmm. first one? Or the first, I played uh, all three. three. I played one, two, three. Two is one of my favorite games of all time. And yeah. I forget a lot from it now. But there's rumors of a remaster. And, yeah, I've been uh, hearing if, that too. Yeah, mm -hmm. if a remaster comes out, I'll definitely play it. Um, but two, like one was such a cool game. But the everything that they did, the improvements in two were just nuts. They fixed like, the gun gunplay. I hear. Yeah, just everything just felt so much cleaner. Like all the aiming and the UI and everything was they just did like a total rehaul. And it was great. And then three was, you know, good, but not quite as good as two, but better than one. So I rate them two, three, one. And then Andromeda was just eh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've I've played only the first one. I, I have all three. It's just trying to find the time to play it. But second one's insane. Yeah, so many cool decisions that you make that just like fuck with everything else, which was cool. Yeah, I. I uh, what got me into Destiny was probably Halo Reach because that's the game that I kind of started playing from Bungie that really got me into this kind of play style and playing pvp actually because i didn't really play pvp in call of duty i played zombies i played a shit ton of zombies yeah uh halo reach me and corn we kind of uh we played that for about six months like straight we would just go and uh we do the campaign when we do firefight we played a lot of firefight it was a lot of fun just going in there just playing horde mode you know horde modes a lot of is a lot of fun and then we just yeah we went in pvp hit that hard and just or the um yeah uh, pvp and halo reach and you know is uh try to not use armor lock too much because you got a lot of shit for using armor lock so try to pick one of the other uh abilities <laughs> yeah definitely i think for me um i really enjoyed playing um zombies and it was fun but it's definitely not like destiny like destiny to me is just the ultimate experience isn't it funny like we we talk about everybody who you know we ask how they got into destiny and it's a lot of it is a friend told me about it friend told yep. me about it you know <clears throat> so <laughs> it, so glad i gotta ask how did you become so good at the game because I played it every single day <clears throat> as much as I could. Came home from work, <clears throat> would play it. Sorry for my voice. I got some crap stuck in it. Um, and like I would, you know, if I took a day off of work, I would play. I just was addicted immediately. And uh, I'm a very uh, 
<clears throat> like robotic person. <laughs> Glad's a bot. So like the way I noticed Destiny's pattern at Destiny is all about patterns early on. So I noticed that if I was playing an activity and I died and then I would replay the same thing and I would die from the same thing twice. I was like, okay, so there's clear like Destiny's PVE is all about enemy patterns and stuff. So I was like, okay, so there's no excuse for somebody to die from the same thing twice. Like if, if you die from something, you learn and you don't die from that thing again. You die from something else you learn. So I just become became very methodical about it. And uh, that's how you become a good raider. I mean, you don't just keep doing the same things you learn you try new positions and you just learn patterns and spawns of enemies and you can conquer its pve game and it's very addicting it's like it's like dark souls you know you you learn an enemy's moves like any game really like any game that you speed run and you practice you just try things and you learn and then you try and then you mess up and then you learn from that and then you just keep going destiny is no different and then you just put in a lot of time and eventually you do this to every activity in the game and you become very good at the game. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, a lot of platformers, uh, mm -hmm. old school platformers, you know, you learn patterns mm -hmm. and, and just even old, like arcade games, like Donkey Kong and Pac-Man and things like yep. that. You have to learn patterns and that too. <clears throat> and to like good. I said, like I, you know, there are some players that can pick up destiny and just destroy, like just be amazing. They're just naturally talented people. Like, and, uh, and what I was saying earlier is I'm definitely not one of those, like, to that level, but I will sit there and I will learn something until it's perfected, you know? And I think there's mm -hmm. a difference there. Whereas, like, somebody like Tfue, it's like you put a controller in his hand and, or keyboard and mouse or whatever, and he's just amazing at it, you know? I think that can just also just go along with your work ethic, you know, and who you are as a person. You, you oh, yeah, for to sure. Yeah. yeah, like I put a lot of work and a lot of hard time and dedication into all the things that I have done and all the feats and stuff. But, you know, that's that's what it is. It's a lot of hard work and time and effort. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I can tell that, you know, you're you're a hardworking dude like you show up every day yeah. working hard and. I noticed with I noticed with content creation, it, there is a direct correlation between the amount of time and effort that you put into things and success. And that I was think very, that was apparent very early on. Like not everything is like that. And it was just like, okay, the harder that I work, the more growth that I see. So it was a pretty I, easy equation. <laughs> yeah, and I think more than ever now during the pandemic, you know, yeah. it's good to have that outlet. Yeah for people you know so yeah no absolutely and yeah covid's been just crazy like I, I did not expect anything like this and it seems like this year is just getting worse and worse and worse and it's just more crap and i almost feel like the one good thing in the grand scheme of things is that we have video games right like if you think about this past week nintendo has been killing it nvidia has been killing it like we have so many things to be excited for as just video game fans so glad i gotta ask 
I remember that there was one event where you kind of lost it on stream and there was this like end game world's first race and after I don't know how many hours you spent but it it was just you lost it what which what, what are we talking about which like when which lost <laughs> do you remember do you remember the puzzle where you quarters of time the quarters of time oh yeah. are you talking about when i tape shoes to my head that's right. the one <laughs> yeah so what what happened that night uh we broke the world record for the longest subtrain. yeah it was that like was... it was like almost eleven thousand straight subs within a yeah. handful of hours wow yeah yeah it was legendary Cause I don't really know how to handle that. <laughs> that's that's insane. Wow. Yeah, no, that's that's really cool. And uh, you you were like the most popular on Twitch that evening. Like you were just trending everywhere. And yeah, it was pretty crazy. What was what was the experience like to like play the activity and to? try to get it beat but then you can't i mean that whole thing i may have been the the as far as like view count the highest but i was by no means the backbone to that whole thing that was a massive collaboration between people that knew what the fuck they were doing and then me just using my platform to sort of organize and get a bunch of heads together yeah, I mean, I was, very, was pretty big. Yeah, pretty. I mean, I was very upfront about that. I was like, listen, I am not creating these spreadsheets. I am not fucking big brain in these maps. Like, I am just going to these people that know what they're doing, and I'm saying, what do you want me to do? And I was using my view, like, people that were watching me to get ideas and people in Discord, and I was literally bringing up pictures of screenshots on camera, and I will just say, all right, listen, we have... 35,000 people watching right now. Does anybody have this piece? And then I would just wait. So, like, you know, I was doing what I had, what I could do with the resources that I had. But that whole thing was just a massive community collaboration. And that's why it was so popular because it brought all these people out of the weeds, all these lurkers, just everybody came out. Yeah, it was a huge community effort. I, I, I watched so many hours of your stream of Chevy mm. stream of sweat stream. So it mm -hmm. was just, it was, it was real. it was crazy. It seemed like it was longer ago than what, what it yeah. was. 2020s has been so long because of the pandemic. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, that happened like a month or two before the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. It really took center stage here. So glad. What is your favorite exotic and why? Anarchy. Cause it's the most diverse, unique weapon destiny's ever seen. And very powerful, but doesn't break the game. Very good utility. Because most people don't know how to use it. How do That's, you use it? You just hit two shots, let it tick. DPS is something else. They blow up, switch back, two more shots, let it tick. Mm. Most people, like 90% of people have no idea how to use it. That's me. I'm one of them. I just so, sit there. Boom, 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 fire people, just, people just spam it, and they're just wasting all of their ammo. It's not doing any damage. So well, that's why it's like, you know, it's just an amazing weapon. 
So you learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. The one time that I can use the anarchy is during phase one of uh, Galran during Crown of Sorrow. Yeah. I can do that, uh-huh. uh, but definitely not in anything else notable. So, Glad, what would you say is your proudest moment in your life and why? In life or in video games? In life? Just, just life in general. What, um, what are you most proud of in your life? I, I don't mm. I guess uh, just just getting the fuck out of home, just moving moving away, like just moving out of my parents' house, right out of college. Well, I, te- I guess I moved back for like a couple months after college because you know who doesn't? You graduate college, like where the hell are you supposed to go? But just mm-hmm. moving out and like I hate I hate people like I hate being dependent on people. I, like I wanted I always wanted to do my own thing. Do my own thing, pay my own bills, work my own job, buy my own food, all by myself. Didn't want to have anybody like babysitting me ever since I was like 15, 14, 50 years old, ever since I started working. Just always been very ambitious. Yeah, I can relate to that for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I like, I don't want I don't like to rely on people myself. I I, I want to do everything myself. I want to take mm-hmm. care of what I need to take care of and you know, it's just, uh, yeah. It's honestly a key to happiness, in, like, in my opinion. Like, being stressed is not a bad thing. I say this all the time. You know, like, some people some people stay at home with their parents to save money, and I get it. Smart, could be smart. Definitely not a bad decision. But for me, I was just like, no. I would mm-hmm. rather be stressed, work extra hard, not save that money, but be doing things on my own and growing as a person. I just, I just didn't like the idea of staying home with my parents, even if I was saving thousands of dollars. Yeah. Or you get later in life and they move to Tennessee, your parent, then he comes back and he stays <laughs> with you for two months. I'm like, all right, dad, I love you, but you got, you got to find your own place now. <laughs> I need my space. I need my space back. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think there's something really, liberating about having your own place and having that independence and having just space oh you can relate to that corn you can definitely yeah. can relate to i that. mean I've, I've had roommates who you know weren't necessarily the cleanest i love them to death but you know it was what it was uh but it's definitely nice having my own spot so i can very much relate to that and actually i moved to florida like 2000 miles something like that and that was back in february of this year and um yeah that was a really fun fun experience uh and i got i got so lucky like i didn't get to see the place i just pretty much signed a lease and then not even seven days later i was here like it was insane but i'm very grateful to my friends who have helped me with the move and for everyone who had supported me. So that's really cool. So glad. How did your Twitch journey begin? Uh, <clears throat> started streaming after I collected a couple thousand YouTube subs on or YouTube and basically just put a post 
and talked about it in one of my videos. I was like, I'm just going to start streaming on Twitch more. And, you know, you get like 10 to 20 people that would come over from, you know, 10,000 YouTube subs, which I'd spent a couple years before and started just helping people through raids initially. But then I quickly realized I did not want to be a service streamer. So I didn't want to just be that guy that just helped people do things because for me, I just saw a very like narrow, like capped, uh, you know what I mean? Possibility there. So I immediately pulled out of that and said, yeah, screw that. Not doing that anymore. Sorry. It was fun. And then I just started streaming anything that I did. Like I started with challenges. So anytime I was doing challenges, I would, uh, stream that. But then once again, I'm like, okay, I, as just as much as service, I don't want to be known as a guy that only streams when he's doing, you know, people only watch me when I'm doing a solo or, you know, a solo raid or something like that or speed run. So I said, all right, screw that. These are fun. I'll still stream them, but I'm just, now I'm just going to start streaming anything. And that's kind of how everything started. And then I noticed like way more growth when I would just hit the button and just do whatever than if I was doing very streamlined stuff. When, when was that? When did, what was that around like 2015, 2014? Uh, like building up to when I was, when I was able to apply for partner, that was like, most most of my growth was honestly uh this what was it the warmind like when destiny was really struggling what the heck was that dlc called curse of osiris yeah i had a lot of growth there that was oh, like okay. my huge hump um because so many people had ditched the game like yeah. literally everyone just bounced there was an exodus for sure mm-hmm. during that time that was the whole xp uh, controversy, the XP throttling, and uh, <laughs> among a lot of other things. Yeah, I mean, XP was not the big issue back then. There were many other things that were wrong with the game. Right, right. Turned a lot of people off. Lack of end game, you know, just, uh, just every yeah. And I yeah. just was not. I was just feeling the game, and I was just getting into streaming, and I was getting closer and closer to applying for partnerships. So it just kept me going. Mm-hmm. And that right there, that window, that was a huge explosion. That was when my stream went from like, you know, 20 to 30 people up to like 400, 500, just within the span of a couple months. And you stuck with the game too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, time. that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's really cool. And yeah, I think, you know, it's really interesting how you really started your journey during Curse of Osiris because I think mm-hmm. for us, we started our podcast during the time when Activision and Bungie broke up. Yep. And that was like our first episode that we decided, okay, we're going to start a Destiny podcast. It's going to be a good idea. We're going to make it happen. And I, I think it's being there when when things aren't that great. You know, it, it gives you kind of an opportunity because not everybody's playing the game at that point and not everybody is as excited so you have that room to grow and to be able to build something so that's really cool mm-hmm. yeah i mean we saw the light at the end of the tunnel i mean we th- we knew that uh bungie breaking from activision was going to be a good thing in the long run and that's when we we basically did the pilot episode that night yeah 
It was exciting. And it was the shortest episode, too. It was like 42 minutes. Never yeah, going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just, yeah, we, we, we were on, we used Skype, basically, for in, the, in the early days. And then we realized, like, oh, it's probably a little bit more uh, efficient to use Discord and a little bit more uniform, you know, to help the show. Well, we also got we also got a lot of advice along the way like you had people like dcp that give us great advice along the way and bushman bob and a lot of great people gave us really awesome advice that kind of you know gave me the knowledge that i needed to get the discord set up the right way and to do everything like that so I'm really grateful for that, and um, that's that's really really cool. And was there ever a point, Glad, in your life where you were just unhappy? Many. Ah, I mean, many times, just very confused, like stressed out in a bad way. Had uh, girls breaking my heart and shit. You know, <laughs> not almost getting evicted. Oh there. Uh, what last was it last year or the year before? Like when I first went full time streaming, almost got evicted like four or five months in a row. Just lots of times where things were not going well, <clears throat> and I just never stopped. There's multiple ways that you can deal with being unhappy. You can you can give up, and you can feel sorry for yourself and pity yourself and try to get that attention out of others. Or you can take control of your life and take control of things that you have control of. Stop worrying about the things that you're worrying about that you don't have control of and uh, take action, wake up every morning, lace your shoes up and do what you can do. That's all that you can ask from yourself. That's uh, well, well put. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Life is not easy, but there's it's how you handle your situations and the things that you do. It sounds like you had to make a lot of sacrifices to go full-time streaming. Oh, yeah, many. Many relationships were ruined. A lot of financial and other hardships. Lots of losses of sleep. Uh, physical and mental draining and many moments of just severe unhappiness and almost depression like states, but I like, it's how I deal with everything. Like I'm a very positive person, but that doesn't mean that everything ha like I've always been, everything is always peaches and, you know, ice cream. <laughs> like, you know, it, it, being positive is, is like, you can still have a lot of things struggling in your life, but still be very positive because that's your attitude towards it. Positivity is all about, you know, I guess your attitude and your outlook. And and your attitude is something that you can, I, I feel, is something you always have control over. And a lot of people don't think about that that much. Like, they have a bad day and they go home and they just take it out on other people that had nothing to do with it. And it's like, okay, see, so right there, your attitude is poor. You're You're spreading shitty energy when you have total control to not do that. You need to breathe. You need to go take some time to yourself. And you need to correct that shit because it's unacceptable. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Life can beat you down, you know, in, in many ways. Oh, it will. <clears throat> and it's just, it's whether you have the, you know, the willpower or not to pull yourself out of it. You know, you could take the easy way out, like you said, and just give up, have other people help you and things like that. I mean, and it's not wrong to rely on other people, you know, all the time, but you know, when you are able to, you know, get out of it and find yourself in a better position, you know, it's like you feel kind of liberated in a way too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I got through some shit. I did it, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think for me, before I started the podcast, I wasn't in a pretty dark place. And I think that starting the podcast really gave me the motivation and it showed me the biggest thing it showed me was just be confident. Like sometimes even if the odds seem like they're against you, you sometimes have to persevere and push through those things because ultimately that's the only way that you can succeed, right? Like nothing was built in day. Like we used to do a workout P90X and Tony Horton said Rome was built in a day, right? It's true. You have to take time sometimes and you have to work hard and learn and make mistakes and make sacrifices and sometimes maybe even get evicted a couple times. Like, and I'm lucky that I've never had to deal with that. But, you know, it's, it's rough. It's rough and it takes hard work. And glad you're living proof that hard work pays off. Like, I mean, watching your streams dude like it's it's inspiring it's amazing what you do it's amazing what you're able to do and on such a high level and you're expected every single season to be at the top of your game yeah i mean a lot of people like <laughs> a lot of times i'm just not trying and just fucking around and people like expect top tier gameplay all the time like yeah not gonna happen <laughs> that shit gets very draining yeah 90 percent of the time i'm streaming destiny i'm just dicking around so looking like, at just chat more than i'm actually looking at the screen <laughs> i remember i remember a few bloopers especially during strikes when guardian down it's like what mm -hmm. oh yeah, no, I, I die stupidly all the time. All the time. And usually with grenade launchers, like Mountaintop, for example, all the time I kill, my, kill myself with it. And it's like, people expect you to bring grenade launchers. Like, even if you're doing flawless things, especially if you're doing flawless activities, like, there's an expectation, okay, everybody has to use a grenade launcher. But then you can't strafe. Right. You you gotta just, you know, be static. So that's that's always the challenge for me. No strafing, right? No strafing. Frota. <laughs> oh god, don't remind me Frota. Rockets, no strafing. <laughs> Rockets, no strafing. And if you don't if you don't have a Gallerhorn, I'm sorry, you can't you you have to go. I got my hunger of Crota, I was so happy. And then it took me like two and a half months to get my Gallerhorn after that. I didn't get it for five months. I was using, I was using a one-way ticket at first with uh, tracking on it, and then because I still didn't have my hunger crota yet, 
So I I restarted a few of my characters. I would just, you know, just do another character, delete a character, boom, start another one. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm sure probably Glad's done that before too, probably a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely guilty. Mm-hmm. So Glad, I got to ask, have you ever deleted a character in Destiny 1 because you didn't get that freaking Gallarhorn and another week would go by and it's like, fuck. Nah, not for Gallarhorn. The only time I deleted yeah. a character in Destiny 1, besides just to keep playing, I deleted like a handful early on, was to get the frumiest cloak for the hunter. Hmm. Yeah. Should, should Gallarhorn come back? No. No, no. way. Fuck that. No way. <laughs> That'd be so disappointing. Icebreaker, fine. Not Gal- Gallahorn is the iconic Destiny 1 weapon. It is that Destiny 1 just mon- monster weapon, and it should stay in Destiny 1. If like They're bringing so much stuff back. They need to leave one thing in Destiny 1. Why not the biggest and greatest thing ever? What about Pocket Infinity? Anything can come back, just not Gallahorn. I would legitimately <laughs> okay. be really upset because I feel like they would be robbing Destiny 1 of just its special you know what i mean yeah yeah icebreaker i want that coming back because that was like my favorite icebreaker would be fine that'd be cool it'd be interesting it would be very frustrating in trials but (laughs) we've had worse (laughs) yeah but the thing is it's an exotic so it's never getting sunset so it would be around forever which means people would have infinite ammo and trials all the time and it would be a disaster would it ruin yeah. the experience if they maybe made the weapon a little bit different for trials? Maybe they don't allow you to use the perk. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you're preaching in the choir here. That's whenever Separate they decide to, to to balance the game separately. Yeah. Will be the day that pigs fly. Will also <laughs> be the day that I do a dance. Because yeah, that's, that's Bungie's never going to be a balanced game unless they do that. Why, why is that? Why do you uh, feel that way? They're why do I feel it's not gonna be balanced, or why do I feel that they don't do it? Why do you feel that they don't do it, and why do you? I feel have no idea. I'm guessing balanced. money and resources, but it's like it's Bungie that like they have the resources to do it. They ha- they do it. They literally balance things separately all the time. They just don't do it, do it for everything. They literally come out and they're like, auto rifles have been buffed this in PVE, but this in PVP. It's like, why don't you do that for literally every single weapon in the and game? They- and they know about it, like you said. I mean, it's oh, been on the know. list. It's I, been on it, the list of the most requested things since Destiny One. So I mean, it's it's balanced. so dumb, and it and it just creates this massive. One thing's good here; it's shitty here. So they nerf it there, and then it ruins it in there. You know, just this yeah, like, constant like like the number of weapons that have been screwed over in PVE because of PVP just blows my mind. And I mean yep. the other way around too, but definitely more so PVE. Because like more people complain in Crucible than they do PVE. If something's weird in PVE, it's like, eh, yeah, it sucks. But if something's wrong in PVP, it's a shit shell. Yeah. That's where you get the biggest <clears throat> complainers. Like, and that's oh, 100%. And, and then it's the, uh, then the weapon's nerfed, and then it's shit in PVE. And, and then it's ruined in PVE. And then it's like, yeah. yep. Happens all the time. Mm hmm. It's one of those lists. It's like so many times that's happened that I don't even, I can't even like give you examples. It's just, it's not as much anymore, but it's, it's happened many times. Yeah. 
that on a slightly different topic what's what's a day in your world like what's your average day like <laughs> uh i mean i work out every morning that's one of the first things i do after brushing my teeth very yeah very much into fitness um and then I just take, I've been taking a lot of time to myself lately. So I'll go outside a lot. I'll do like walks and runs outside. Uh, yesterday I went mountain biking, uh, but I'll ski a lot in the winter. You know, it really depends. Um, and then I usually start stream after I'm probably up for like six hours before I start stream. Do like a eight to 12 hour stream every day usually. And then. When I'm done, I will either do another workout if I'm just feeling energetic or I'll just watch like a shitload of movies. Nice. Nice. Do you, do you have a favorite movie? Return of the King. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's uh, Lord of the, is that Lord of the Rings? Yup. Nice. This is the third one. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what kind of workout are you doing? Like, I switch know? it up all the time. Yeah, I always. Yeah, every couple months, I just switch it up. I just try new stuff. I mean, if you can think of it, I've done it. <laughs> so you got like free weights too. Yeah, yep. heavy nice. lifting, light lifting, interval training stuff, like everything. I just constantly switch it up. Because if you don't, you plateau. That's, you either that's stop losing happened. weight or you stop putting on weight. And then people wonder why everything slows down after doing the same exact stuff for three months. It's like, well, because your muscles literally say, okay, it's Wednesday, 8 p.m. This person usually does shoulders on Wednesday, 8 p.m., so your shoulders are prepared. That's what, that's what muscle confusion is all about. You're switching things up, and then, and then your muscles don't know. It, I mean, that's a general term that's been around for a while. Like, you know, muscle confusion is 100%, 100% effective. Like, your shoulders are like, all right, Wednesday, 8 p.m., we usually do shoulders. And then, er, now your legs are getting destroyed. And then your legs are like, wait a second, we're not supposed to be until Saturday. You know, your body gets used to it. It gets into a routine. So that's why you do something for two months, and then you switch it up, and then your body's totally shocked, and then your muscles are totally shocked, and then you're working different muscles, and then they grow. That's interesting. That's mm -hmm. a good, uh, I, I good analogy. I have so much to learn. I have so much to learn. And, you know, I need to, I need to work out more. I'll, I'll be the first to admit. Because, mm -hmm. like, I mean, I'm not out of shape. But I'm also, like, not, like, buffed or anything like that. Like, and I do Beat Saber. And I've been doing this Nintendo thing, uh, Ring Fit Adventures. There we go. Started Ring Fit? I did start Ring Fit. Yep, I did start nice. it. So that's been, it's been fun. It's been fun. But, you know, I feel like I still miss that real gym workout. And I haven't been going to the gym yet. Like, I have a membership, but we have cases of COVID here. So, you know, real world problems. And uh, fortunately, we don't have the ability to go to the gym. I mean, I can, but it's just, I don't know, it feels odd. Apparently, do you work out at the gym? No, I just work out at home. Okay, cool. Yep. 
what do you uh, use for your workout? Uh, I mean, my main weight sources, I use the adjustable Bowflex dumbbells. I so, tried to get those, but they're so expensive right now. They're, they're very so... expensive. I mean, they're expensive in general. Like, yeah. even even if COVID wasn't around, they're still very pricey. Because you're buying, like, 40 different dumbbells, really. Because they go all the way from, like, two and a half pounds up to, you know, so I think some of them go pretty high now. I want to buy bigger ones. But they'll go up 50, 60, 70 pound dumbbells. And every yep. 2.5 pound intervals in between, it's crazy. Yeah, I tried to buy with some weights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and I bought them, tried to buy them on Amazon. And yeah, never received them. Didn't get tracking or anything mm-hmm. for them. So I just had to cancel it. Because um, mm-hmm. it was a good price. But, you know, something's too good to be true. It is. And that's probably what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that's what happens sometimes. Now, Glad, I got to ask, what was it like achieving your first world's first raid? Uh, well, my first world first was very controversial. I mean, all of them really were, but like, because it's world's first for you. People like to hate. But uh, mine was the whole coil glitch situation. So... <laughs> Okay. So, you know, it was it was very exciting. It was I was like, holy shit, this is nuts. I've never experienced anything like this before. Um but uh yeah, then immediately the whole internet was just flooded with memes <laughs> which mm-hmm. I just fully embraced. So that was an interesting one. But the first like one that wasn't uh the next one was Spire of Stars. That was the first normal mode I had. That was brutal. Because we got oh, to yeah. the boss in, within an hour and then another six and a half, seven hours at the boss. That boss was very difficult. Only all the 19- mechanics, all the mechanics. <laughs> well, it was, the mechanics weren't very difficult. It was the fact that you died so fast. Everything destroyed yeah, you. The that's boss true. was I brutal. So like, it wasn't the mechanic. We knew how to do the mechanics. It was, it was just like, okay, too. how can we do this yeah. and just not constantly have people just get picked off all the time and uh, just slay, 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 bit a bunch of slayers. And, um, yeah, when we got that, that was nuts. That was just a big sigh of relief. Holy shit. Thank God that was over. Only 19 teams completed Spire of Stars on day one. Oh, yeah, I remember that. 19. That was the least amount in Destiny history by a landslide. Not even close. Well, you know, it's so interesting you say that because Spire of Stars, that's like the one raid that I played maybe three times. I barely touched that raid. It's a tough raid. It's it's one of their best, I think, but it's also a very difficult raid. But I think a good example of a Destiny raid. For a raid layer, that was like really good. Mm-hmm. You know, like it it was way better than um the other one, uh Eater of Worlds, I felt like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't know about you guys, but I am kind of sad about the Leviathan going away. Like I'm okay with everything else going away, but the Leviathan that's one place that I kind of want to stay there because I think they have so many opportunities with it. Like, what if they did a horde mode on the Leviathan? How cool would that be? 
Yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, I'd have to see how horde mode plays out in Destiny before I like. Oh, that's say one that of the uh, Anubis's questions in the chat. Uh, he's asked you, "Glad, would you like to see a horde mode in Destiny?" Yeah, I'd have to see how they do it. Like, you know, what would be the setting? What would be the loot system? <clears throat> Where would it be? You know, just everything, like the whole picture. But if I think of just like endless enemies coming out and just killing them. You know, it almost makes me think, I don't know, like a, like a, they sort of tried it with the infinite forest, the infinite level infinite forest, where as long mm. as you kept clearing and kept advancing, it would never end. So we were going to go for a thousand levels, but right around 500, it just disconnected me and there was no rejoin. So we just said, fuck this and we gave up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would like it to be something akin to what firefight was in Halo Reach. Like I feel like I miss firefight. Oh my god, I love I love firefight in Halo Reach, and I I guess it was first in ODST actually, but then they brought it into Halo Reach too. I think firefights to me to this day is like one of the most fun things that Bungie created in the game, and I, I would love for them to adapt some kind of a style that's similar into a Destiny world. That would be really cool. Yeah, they could totally do it, too. You know, it's like they've got vehicles and things like that, too. Just bring, you know, use one of those huge maps from D1. You know, use like Bastion or use like uh, First Light or Skyshock or just, you know, one of the one of the big locations, the European Aerial Zone. You can even use that as a horde mode area. There's so, there's yeah, so I mean, much real estate. I don't know if they're going to use the AEZ any more than once a year. I think they want to maintain that special field, that activity. No, but they could totally do it, though. There's tons of real estate in in the game. But I, I think we also have to recognize that Bungie is kind of a smaller company now that they don't have Activision. And now that they're also handling publishing in-house they don't have as many resources to do more so i think they have to kind of hold back a little bit more at least during this time you know with with the content they have yeah they've been working on beyond light for a while though i feel like you know so i mean it's yeah i want to say it's been at least two years that they've been working on beyond light right i would say yeah, easily. I would say they probably got started on it either right before Forsaken or right while Forsaken was coming out. You know, it just it seemed like a lot. It's there's a lot of. Uh, it looks like a big Europe. Europa looks really big. It looks like it's going to be a big location, and you know, to bring back the Cosmodrome too, as well. You know, so I mean, it's. I feel like they have been working on that for a while and you know, all the stasis subclass too. That that looks like it looks really, really involved from what they've shown us so far. We're going to, we're going to see the hunter, the uh, revenant next week. That's what I'm most excited for. Yeah. That's going to be really interesting to see what that comes out to be. I'm I'm really excited for Beyond Light. I think that, you know, Bungie is going to really show us what they're capable of this fall. 
and we've got a few more months. We don't have that much longer to wait. It's going to be really, really exciting. And we're going to talk about the new raid that's coming out November and how we can prepare right now during Season of Opulence and right before the release of Beyond Light. But before we do, we do have more questions for Glad. And we have a question from chat. Thank you so much for the question. Willow wanted to know, thank you, Willow, for your question. Have you ever worked out with Tfue? Never. Am I pronouncing this right? I think so. I say Tfue. Some people say Tfue. I say few. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I just, I've, ever since I became good friends with him years ago, like, I just, I always just call him Tfue and he never corrected me. <laughs> cool. And the next question we have for you is also from Willow. Thank you so much for your question. And that is, who would win a fight? Zavala or 100 light infused hamsters? I like that. I like that. <laughs> how many hamsters? Willow, how many hamsters? I know you're in chat. How many hamsters are we talking about? <laughs> oh, wait, about 100 hamsters light infused. Okay, I, I thought of that as 100 light, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like 100 being the power number. I got you. <laughs> that's how my that's, mind interpreted it. That's how I, I took it, too. Yeah. yeah. I took it as like hamsters infused with 100 light, not 100 <laughs> light infused. I just hamsters. pictured a giant hamster that looks I like mean, you could, I could definitely like, you just step on a hamster dead. You know? You know what I would love to see? I would love to see a raid boss when like Bungie's about to just end the franchise and the last hurrah is a raid. And you have this giant ass hamster that pops out. And here you go, Glad. Have fun. And it's the greatest challenge that you've ever had. <laughs> and you need to fight a hamster. That would be great. Oh, God. Bungie, are you listening? I just, I just came up with the idea for Last Light. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> last Light. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Last Light? I don't know. Working Lightfall. Lightfall. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> it's been a long day. It's been a long day. So, pardon my friend. We're all going to be done in by hamsters. Big old, big ass hamster. Nice. <laughs> this fall, we're going up against hamsters. We're calling it right here on the Destiny Show. So, Glad, how do you cope with the pressure? Pressure. pressure to deliver i mean the day one raid comes out yeah how do you feel like do you feel like there's any pressure for you to perform definitely i mean i definitely feel a certain pressure every day but especially on day one raids for sure i mean i just try not to i just try to go with the flow i don't try to control a day one raid chat or a day one DLC chat like I normally do. Um, I just accept and try not to think that there's a football stadium of people watching and expecting a victory. 
and just game and have fun and do my best. Like, yeah. I don't know. I've, I've you never, no, I actually don't. I mean, I get nervous when we start, when we're about to beat a boss, but that's just adrenaline from the activity. It has nothing to do with the pressure of streaming. I don't really ever get nervous on stream ever. Like I, I don't put on an act on stream. I don't, uh, you know, I don't try to enter. I don't try to entertain or be or do things. I'm, I just hit the button and, and what you see is what you would get if you were hanging out with me, being goofy, playing video games in person. Like that's why it's not too exhausting. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah, I think I think sometimes, like for me, even to just do stuff publicly without any kind of a show notes or something, I feel like sometimes I get lost. And even after mm. doing this for so long, it still doesn't feel like I can just go. But it takes time. It takes time for sure. So glad who inspired you as a content creator? I mean, the three early on were Slayer, Tfue, and Goth. Yep. Those were the those were the three that I'll always remember. Slayer and Tfue for their gameplay, really. Um, and then Goth just for the way that he ran and grew his community. Yeah, I watched a lot of uh, Goth in the beginning too myself. Yeah. Just him raiding with Broman and uh, the other guys that are on the team there. And I would watch that whole, the whole raid and very entertaining, you know, lots of fun. So it almost kind of like, and then I kind of went into watching Planet Destiny, all their content too. And then the podcast that they, you know, spun off there and then they went and became DCP. And now there's, you know, the new guard there at Planned Destiny. And they're kicking ass over there. And uh, Guardian Radio, too, for, you know, for me. All those, all those creators. Yeah, I think that uh, for me, I mean, D DCP, those guys, Planet Destiny originally, Fire Team Chat, those oh, guys yeah. Team definitely Chat. inspired me to want to start a podcast to begin with you know i still remember when it was destin fran jose otero jose. yeah yeah like i remember when they were just getting started and uh that was really special and uh really and then cj and sean joined the group and now cj's at bungie and jose's at nintendo uh so yeah it's cool it's crazy to see how like everyone has just evolved and grown in the last four or five years since Destiny came out. And the crazy thing to me is that it's all because of a video game. Like who freaking thought that you can just do so many things with a video game? You can grow a community and you can build a 
streaming career and start a podcast and do so many awesome things. You have so many artists in the community who are doing incredible things like Brian Monkis. I have his art on my walls, like amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. It's, it's pretty crazy. Bungie has created quite the uh, environment for a lot of people. Yeah, and a game that people said had no story. You know, so <laughs> I mean, it's like... And the other thing that really, like, is really cool about the Destiny community, and I think you're a perfect example of that, Glad, is the support that you give to so many different causes that are so important in the community. And it's so important as an influencer and as a thought leader in, in your niche to do these kind of things, to give back and to support causes that are underrepresented. And, and you've always been known to do that. And I admire that a lot about you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be where I am today without support from various sources and humans. So, uh, you know, the more that I receive, the more I'm going to give back. That's how I am. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, I've had the same mentality since we started the podcast. You know, I was just trying to figure out where we can fit and what would make us different and unique. And the idea that I had was to just, you know, bring guests on the show and to just get a chance to hang out with them and get to know them without being just confined or without having to worry about anything else, but just getting to know them for an hour, an hour and a half and sharing stories just like you are today. And, and we're very grateful to have you on as a guest, for example, to, to share your story. And, and I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. Destiny's got a huge community, you know, and we felt like bringing those people in and allowing you know, people who listen to us to get a glimpse into the, their life, you know, tell their story, basically, you know, things you might not have known about them, you know, what inspired them, obviously, and uh, other things. Sorry, that was my dog. He's excited. <laughs> he got really excited on that one. <laughs> He's very passionate about destiny, as you can tell. He's not zombies, though. Oh, right. man. He, he loves it. He loves... Let me tell you, he still freaks out every time there's Thrall on the screen. He would, like, oh, jump on my lap, and he would almost, like, start pawing the screen. And it's like, dude, I have a, like, $300 monitor. Like, don't ruin that. Like, so, uh, it's he's, he's a great dog. Uh, he just turned eight. So crazy. And I've had him for eight years. I got him when he was eight weeks old and i always wanted a labrador but me and my but my friend uh ray we went to get a dog and we went to get do these he he went because he wanted a dog i went to support him because pretty much i was just going to tag along and i just got done with work and we got taco bell first <laughs> funny and then we went to this place it was like some weird house in some alleyway it was so creepy and we go to this house 
and I'm thinking we're probably going to get shot or something bad's going to happen. I did not know what the fuck was going to happen. And there were two dogs left, and they were both Pomeranian Chihuahuas. I never wanted a Chihuahua. You know, I, I wanted a Labrador. But I saw this dog, and we picked him up. I grabbed Rocky, and since then, he was my dog. And I just never had the heart to let him go. So I've had him ever since. You said Rocky. Yep, that's his name, Rocky. Yeah. And my, fir- my very first dog ever was named Rocky. Oh, that's so cool. What kind of a mm-hmm. dog? Uh, yellow Lab. Okay. Oh, oh man. That's what <laughs> I wanted. That's what <laughs> I wanted this whole time. Oh, man. You're living my dream. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's awesome. So do you still have your dog, Rocky? No. When I was a kid, yeah. And, okay. Yeah, still have it. Dog's 30 years old. The dog's 30. <laughs> still alive. <laughs> Oh man. Now, do you do you have any animals now? No, I don't. No. You probably wouldn't have the time. I mean, some yeah, I just don't take a break from I range. don't like responsibilities like that. An yeah. animal having an animal is a big responsibility. Yep. Sometimes as big as like bigger than kids. You know, it's yep. like you can't really go on vacation like anywhere if you don't have a place to put put the dog or the animal. And, you know, because you got to make sure they're fed and, you know, they can go out. And it's, yeah, it's a big responsibility for sure. Definitely. Yeah. So, Glad, what advice would you give to anyone who, is, who has never beaten a raid before? I know we have guardians out there who have never done a raid. What advice would you give them? get into a fire team and do it most people have never done a raid because they just they're they don't want to try they're anxious about it they don't feel like dealing with it way more people don't do raids for that reason than because they can't actually complete it you know what yeah. i mean do you feel He's, like destiny should have a in-game lfg in-game lfg yes matchmaking no yeah no i agree i agree with yeah you. Yeah, it should literally be like a board somewhere in the social space where you go like an MMO and you queue up for an activity and you can say like what you're looking to do and then you can gather other people that are interested and then hop into a call together and do it. But I don't think you should just be able to load up a raid and just match five other random people. Right, because that's, that's how be a lot of MMOs disaster. Are, yeah. are like. You know, they have like in-game LFGs, like yeah, you said, yeah. like a board yeah. you can go to. Yeah. yeah. Totally agree. Uh, it would be just be better because a lot of people come in and they, they ask for recommendations on how to find groups for stuff. If there's something in game, it would be a lot easier for those people. Yeah. And I feel like more people would do raids. The people who, you know, say that I've never done a raid before. I really want to do them, but I don't know. I don't want to deal with LFG. I don't want to deal with an LFG outside the game. I don't want to have to go to a website to find somebody. You know, I don't, I, I think it would be definitely more beneficial if they did have one and would allow them to basically, yeah, you could call yourself an MMO now. Basically. Yeah, basically. You know, because most MMOs yeah. have something like that. So, yeah, I, I think an LFG would be really cool for Bungie to implement into Destiny and, 
you know, it, it, it almost feels a bit too scattered right now with the system they have in place. The app doesn't really work too well with the LFG. And there are too many websites and you have to go through way too many hoops with getting your accounts linked up. And then like if you forget your password and this and that, if they have something in game, I think it would definitely improve the overall experience. And I think Bungie has an opportunity here with next gen consoles coming out. And we're also getting new graphics cards too pretty soon, which we're going to talk about in just a little bit. But uh, exciting things are on the horizon in the world of gaming. So I'm, I'm so excited. Oh, yeah, for sure. Same. So, Glad, I got to know, what grinds your gears? In regards to? Just generally, what, what's your pet peeve? What grinds your gears? Uh... I mean, I guess I have I have a lot of triggers to like sounds. So I have what's called misophonia. I don't know if this is like exactly what you're looking for, but basically I get triggered by certain sounds that people make. So like if somebody is, you know, chewing with their with mouth their open, mouth open. Uh, <laughs> oh or like yes. breathing too heavily or yeah, <laughs> uh, just making unnecessary noises. The the thing about it is if they're they're not like they're not the aware mic. that they're doing it. Oh my god! You I'm, know, yeah, we're sharing a brain. Glad seriously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I get these like intense physical reactions from stuff like that. Yeah, just, just people that are that aren't fucking aware that shit's happening. It's like clueless on shit in general as well. <laughs> <laughs> definitely absolutely well, you heard it here mm. and glad what is your favorite place to travel uh, I, w I don't really have a favorite place to travel honestly I mean I've traveled to various places but I don't travel enough to have like a favorite travel spot I mean my favorite location that I've ever been has probably been uh, Jamaica I guess. Jamaica was dope. <laughs> yeah, seems like a really nice place. Oh, yeah, it's freaking gorgeous. The water, you can stand in the water up to your chest and you can look down and you can see your toes through the water. Wow, that's clear. Yeah, that's yeah the water's clear. insane. Very nice. I've never been to Jamaica, but it sounds like a really fun place to visit. Yeah, it's cool. Especially after COVID is done. Definitely might have to plan a trip. I still have to, like, go to, like, Disney and so many places that I haven't been to yet. And I've been in Florida for, like, six months now. So i got to step up my game. Well, when they open the place up, I'm sure you'll yeah, go there Yeah, when they again. open things up more, I will definitely take advantage. I'm excited about that. Hopefully next year. So, Glad, can you recall a time in your life where you had to overcome a challenging obstacle, and, and how did you overcome that? Um, I mean, I think this is similar to 
a little bit what we talked about earlier, just all the times where it felt like the world was attacking from multiple different directions. And I just got to keep moving forward. Um, yeah, I mean, there's like a billion times that I've had to tackle difficult things. Um, I don't know if you want me to t think of a direct story. Uh, yeah, if you'd like to share one story that really sticks out to you, that would be uh, awesome. I don't know. Nothing's really coming to my mind. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have any stories off the top of my head, but I, but like I said, I think I touched a lot on this earlier about just like your attitude with things and things are coming at you in multiple different directions. Uh, it's, you know, it's not always going to be like that and you just need to sit down and come up with, you know, a, a list, let's say, of things that you have control of and things that you can knock out one by one to sort of, you know, ease your pains or ease a lot of the stresses that you have. Because a lot of times people, and I do this myself, is I try to take too many things on at one time. Like try to balance too much shit. <laughs> and you're just like, oh God, and then your plate's way too full. But if you can knock out some stuff that is much easier, then, you know, just, just the little things like that that will ease a lot of your workload, essentially. One step at a time, and I'm I'm learning the same. That yeah. uh, sometimes you can take on too many things, and you don't realize it because you have so many ideas and so mm -hmm. many things that you want to do, but you come to realize that there's just not enough time in the day to do all these things. And sometimes you got to pick and choose, and you have to let certain things go in order to see other things succeed. If that mm -hmm. makes sense. Not for sure. Definitely. And Glad, how did you get your name? It's short for Glad He Ate Her, also known as Gladiator. Never heard of him. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, and it got reported back when I started my YouTube channel. When I hit about 500 to 1,000 YouTube subs, it got reported when I was posting on Reddit. And then uh, I joined Redeem, and then we just decided that screw it we're just going to shorten it to glad so it's like a combination of we wanted a clean name for redeem but then my gladiator title is also getting reported so i just shortened it down to glad well that makes sense yup cool very cool it's it's funny i i was talking to one of my friends i'm like yeah we're gonna have glad on the show mm -hmm. you know what his response was what his response was trash bags i'm like dude what, what uh, yeah no bro except, not not trash bags bro like so no, i'm with two d's <laughs> two d's there we go mm -hmm. <laughs> so glad on that note um how about fudge pushers we know that you are also the leader of a stream team yeah i, I started it i definitely wouldn't say i'm like leading the charge with it now i had to delegate it to a lot of awesome people in the community because it was just too much for me to balance like there's just way too much going on um so i delegated a lot of those leadership roles to other people but i did start it and it was just uh going back to 
when I said that I had a lot of support from people, uh, you know, it definitely would not have been possible without the support that I had when I was starting YouTube and streaming. So the idea popped in my head, well, what if I started something where it was like a support group, you know, where I could sit there and I could shout out and give support and advice to people that were just starting streaming or getting close to the partnership push. And then it turned into just a full blown support system that kind of ran itself, which was nice, but I definitely felt like I wasn't giving it enough, enough attention. So that's why I sort of delegated work to a lot of people. Well, and that also goes back to kind of determining what are you able to handle on your plate and what should you <laughs> delegate? And I'm, I'm starting to learn that we, we hired a graphics designer so I'm working on that. I, it's funny because we were supposed to have new graphics tonight for the Twitch stream. This is why the graphics kind of suck right now. Um, but the graphics design needed a little bit extra time. And I was like, all right, you know, take the time you need. So we're kind of waiting here for the graphics. But uh, TBD. Yeah, we will get there. <laughs> but that's really awesome. And now. What is your opinion on kind of a hot topic in the community and then sunsetting? Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on sunsetting? I think sunsetting is necessary for the game, but I also think that they will screw it up if they just require us to grind the same old stuff. Like if they require us to grind the same armor with the same perks and the same weapon archetypes with the same perks, then it's going to kill a lot of people's vibe. Yeah, that's definitely what will happen. So you need to do it right. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. They really do have to be very careful and very deliberate with how they do this because mm. they can't just sunset weapons and give you the same things back, but with later shelf life essentially you know and it's going to be interesting to see how the game changes with so many weapons being sunset and so many things being kind of faded out i mean we're losing at least half the game this november yep so it's it's going to be really interesting to see how that all evolves and what are your thoughts on the overall state of De Destiny 2 today? Mm, I, that's a very big question. Like, uh, me, lots of room for improvement. Hopefully they're but, touching on a lot of that yeah. beyond light, so. Yeah. I mean, that is a very big question. I, I don't even know how to answer that. Like, the, it's... There's just a lot of stuff wrong with the game that would make the game a lot better. It's a great game with a lot of content, but there's a lot of issues with the content and the loot system. Yeah, I agree. I feel like yeah. there's not enough incentive. I feel like um, there, you know, we don't have a lot of enough new. You yeah, know, we we've had the same vendor weapons and same world drops for the longest time. And it's just we we just need more of that. We need more incentive, more loot incentive. Uh an interesting and, loot. Yeah. And you know, there's gotta be a good chase too for it. You mm -hmm. know, it's like 
I I don't know how you felt about the skeleton keys in D1. Uh, on the oh, strike. yeah, for their strike chests. Yeah, bring back strike-specific loot. Yeah. Like, yes, strike-specific loot. And don't just make it nightfall, you know, make it, like, cross the board. You, you, you'll incentivize the strike playlist if you actually, you know, put it into that. You know, people will run that strike playlist over and over again. People will be in that hopper, I feel like. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And is there anyone in the community, Glad, that you think is underrepresented who you'd like to give a <laughs> shout out to? Many, many. I, I don't even, so many people. Literally, so many people in this community that deserve way more attention and recognition and viewership than they have. And that's and that's something that I work on every day. I try to hop in, say hi. I give people shout outs on Twitter here and there if they're doing something or if they're streaming. So, like way too many to sit here and even name. <laughs> and if I did, I would be missing other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be like no, one absolutely. of those. Uh, it'd be like one of those Oscar speeches that I have to sit down and write every single person's name down and then just read it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a tough order right there. Now, there are people that sit there and put a lot of time into this game and do a lot of crazy stuff and help a lot of people and are very talented and very skilled and grind really hard, but they definitely don't get recognition from the community like they should. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have a question from Willow. On a scale of 1 to 10, how badly do you want to fight Valis Tarek on Mars? <laughs> I wouldn't mind that strike back. I wouldn't. Did you ever know. go under the stairs on that strike? Under the, oh, you mean like the back left corner of the room? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you used to hide it behind the boxes. We used yeah. to do that for the nightfall. You could also yeah, we did you could also too. jump up on the lamp and hide up top and then shoot down on him. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember mm -hmm. that one. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I always had my icebreaker for for that encounter. Good oh, times. Man. Yep. <laughs> that was a good time. I hope they bring that strike back. And uh, well, I mean, they're taking I, away I Mars, unfortunately. So. I, we probably won't see that one back for a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. Maybe yeah. in a future expansion down the road. When they bring the D1 version of Mars back, because I think the D1 version of Mars was better than, you know, the one we had in D2. I, I don't know. I just, I had more nostalgia, I guess, for the one in D1. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree 100%. Maybe they can merge the two, like, when they bring it back. Or something. Then you have then you have a big Mars right there. So glad on that note, what what is next for you? What's next for me? Uh I mean, I just wanna integrate myself and my community into as many different uh gaming communities on Twitch and just in the gaming world in general. Um, I mean, we have a lot of time still until Beyond Light comes, and I am not going to be 
sitting here playing Destiny the whole time. Uh, so I want to really just continue to build and grow and carry my community and the energy that we built into other areas of the gaming world and gaming industry. And, uh, you know, just spread our energy there and uh, have a lot of fun and just keep keep going forward, keep growing, keep doing good things for the world and encouraging everybody to be the best person that they can be while having fun playing video games and chatting. Yeah, just you being on the podcast is just living yeah. proof of that. And you did a podcast yeah. the other night, too, mm-hmm. as well. So it's uh, it's really awesome, you know, for you to even be here with us tonight. We really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. It's, it's such an honor. It's such an such an honor to have you on and to get a chance to learn about you and to share your story and and yeah. And you mentioned something really interesting and that's other areas of gaming and this week specifically has been really exciting for us as gaming fans in general, uh, especially since we play on PC. So we had some announcements that just came out the other day from nvidia and we have the 3000 series graphics cards that were just announced and wow yeah those things are beasts i mean <laughs> the 3090 costs as much as a most more than most people's pcs <laughs> but i'm i'm probably yeah. going to be seeing what a 3080 does honestly but i don't know i feel like a lot of that stuff is unless all your fucking shit is like updated to match that it's almost overkill that's what i'm wondering but it's impressive don't get me wrong it's impressive technology because uh i have i only have a z270 motherboard right now so yeah that's not gonna work for those cards i got an i7 7700k so i know (laughs) that stuff was good three years ago but Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to upgrade my motherboard and my processor. To yeah, get I mean, yeah, if you want corner. if you want one of these graphics cards, you basically need a whole new PC almost. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I cuz I don't know if my motherboard can, you know, if I do plug that graphics card in, obviously, yeah, it will it will work cuz it will still I've got a 3.0 PCI PCIe and, you know, it'll mm. still work, but am I going to get ray tracing still? Yeah, am I so. going to get, you know, is it, does that motherboard and processor is it going to be choked because i mm. do the ray tracing i turn that on and i turn on dlss um so you know that's that's what i'm wondering i haven't really seen a video of anybody out there that's said okay if you got three-year-old like you know you got processor and obviously it's a little older than three years but that's what i currently have in my build right now yeah so it's like mm, i want the great i really do i want it because the performance is there the power is there you know i I believe in that but i've got to get a higher powered motherboard too and at least like if i you know i was even thinking of amd because i mean it seems some, some of those amd processors right now are they're, they're kind of killing intel you know there's zen threes uh i they're going to be coming out and i hear they're going to be really powerful Yeah, shit's nutty. As crazy. I think for me, for me, I'm all about shiny new technology. So, I mean, I'm not going to go all out with a 3090. I think that's way overkill. That's more, you know, on the realm of a Titan graphics card, which is not really necessary for gaming. Uh, but a 3080, I mean, yes, it's a little bit overkill. 
But if you think about it, it's $200 more than a 3070. So at that point, it's like you're future-proofing the technology for an extra 200 bucks. So I might have to break down and get one. And I can only sell my graphics card. I have a 1080 Ti, so I can probably sell it and then just make up the difference. We'll see. We have some time. And Guardians, we have another thing that came out today. And I don't know if you're a Super Mario fan, but uh, we had a, a little Nintendo Direct that came out this morning kind of out of nowhere shadow dropped yep they shadow dropped the mario direct this morning right around uh 9 a.m eastern 6 a.m pacific so we all we you know we heard these rumors too i don't know if uh, you anybody you you guys were following them but i was i was jeff grubb put this out back in like march february that nintendo was going to be doing a 35th anniversary for mario and they were going to go all out with it and they were going to put three of their biggest uh, 3d platformers on one cartridge so i'm super excited for it because i want to play sunshine again and i really didn't get a chance to play mario 64 very much and i really would love to revisit those games uh so just to have that and then galaxy i've never played galaxy before and i hear that's like an amazing game yeah, no, so. they look really, really good. Now, Glad, are you a Mario fan? Yeah, I mean, who isn't? Okay. <laughs> yeah, Fair definitely. <laughs> definitely. Fair enough. So you're probably pretty excited about this new... Well, uh, yeah, I mean, this is kind of... I haven't really been paying attention too much of it, but I was a big fan of Mario 64. But I'm not really super informed on all of this. Do you plan on getting this? Probably oh. not, mm. to be honest. It's only available for a limited time, apparently, yeah. too, till the end of March. Um, yeah, I probably won't. I have a bunch of stuff I'll be doing. Yeah. Okay. I'll get it for the nostalgia. Like, I'll get it because I'm, I'm a collector. I'm going to get go. I'm gonna get a physical copy, you know. There you go. I might just keep a physical copy and then just get it digitally and just keep it in box you know not yeah i not thought open. about doing that i thought about doing that yeah i mean i pre-ordered a physical copy because i mean that's uh that's pretty cool i mean it's a collection of three games you get the super mario all-star series and it includes let me take a look here oh for the 3d all-stars yeah it's mario yeah. 64 it's uh, Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Sunshine, and it's uh, Super Mario Galaxy. And they, uh, I believe the Mario uh, 64 is only, it's going to be 720p, and it's going to be 4.3 aspect. They weren't able to do widescreen on that. So there's this up res to 720. Uh, Mario Sunshine's getting the full 1080p treatment, uh, just up res, though. No redo, re, no assets, like, changed or anything like that. Um, and then also Galaxy is going to be uh, 1080p as well. So, so I mean, they're going to look really, Galaxy is going to look really good because that game already looked really good on the Wii, like even just being standard definition at the time. So that game's going to look really, really good. 
and that's going to be 60 frames. Apparently, the other two are only going to be 30 frames. I'm not sure. They weren't able to update the frame rate <laughs> for those games. So they're just straight ports. But, um, I, but I also, I, I think Galaxy was 60 frames on the Wii. So that one's going to look the best out of the three, I feel like. And they're also doing Super Mario 3D World, um, and they're bringing bonus content to it called Bowser's Fury, I believe. Yes, yes, I remember seeing that. Yeah, so, that's you know, coming in February next year. Shadow Price, I'm, I'm curious. Why do you think they released the physical version of it as a limited run? Uh, well, the 3D Mario collection. Yeah, for the for the Mario 3D. Collection. I have I have I have a couple uh, I have a couple um, inquiries. I have a couple thoughts about that. Um, basically, there's going to be two more I think um, anniversaries next year. One of them is Zelda. They're gonna they're, Zelda's 35th is next year, too. And there have been hints of Skyward Sword being remastered. Exactly, and Breath of the Wild too is probably yeah. going to be released yeah. next year, too. That's a um, good point. Yeah. Also, it's Metroids. Believe it or not, Metroid also came out the same year as Zelda in Japan. Oh yeah, Metroid. Metroid. I forgot about Metroid. Nineteen eighty-six. Yeah, that's how old Samus is. Um, Are we going to finally get the trilogy? Think? I think we will. I think we'll get the trilogy finally, finally next year, and that's going to lead up to the launch of uh, Metroid Prime Four, hopefully in twenty twenty-two. Um. And the upgraded Switch next year, I feel like, too. Um, so also, I think they'll just, they want to do a limited run just because Nintendo's done stuff like this before. I know it's like a Disney vault kind of thing, basically, to do that. Say, oh, we're going to sell for five months, and that's gonna, we'll go back in the vault, and then we'll release it again when we feel like it, basically. That's Nintendo, man. They, they go to the beat of their own drum. They literally just do their own thing sometimes they don't answer to anybody <laughs> they're very successful yeah yes they are they, they can they can definitely do that i mean they have some of the most beloved franchises in the gaming history so yeah and we will buy them. it we will buy it like mindless drones <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah just like today mario came out and it was like uh i, I gotta pick it uh, up can't, i can't just not <laughs> Yep. Instabuy. Yep. So, Guardians, on that note, we, we have some fun stuff to talk about. We're going to get ready for the next raid that's coming out this November. And let's face it, I'm, I'm kind of a scrub. <laughs> and for me, I need to learn how to, you know, get ready. And I feel like we, we don't have a lot of time left. We have, like, two months left. And... With having Glad on the show, I think it's a perfect opportunity to pick your brain and learn how we can get ready for the next raid during Season of Opulence, since we still have about two months. So I'm, I'm curious, how, how do you recommend getting ready for the next raid during Season of Opulence? I don't know if it's called Season of Opulence. Yeah, yeah Season of Opulence was like three that seasons was, ago. It was last year. Wasn't you mean it? Arrivals? Oh, I'm sorry. Season of Arrivals. Wow. <laughs> you know, I'm so sorry. You're good. This, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going on coffee. That was one summer ago. 
<laughs> that was, that was, was a, a few summers ago. Season of Arrivals. Let me update my show notes because I don't know why I said opulence. Yes, Season of Arrivals. Thank you so much. We're not going back in time. Mm-hmm. Prepping during well, Season of Opulence. Hopefully they address the bounty problem because hopefully it's not just collecting bounties again. That's my biggest it's fear. That's lame. We're, we're waiting for to hear information on that. Uh, if this whole DLC comes out and it's just a bounty grind for XP and artifact leveling again, then it's going to severely taint the season. So I'll say bounties, weeklies, every weekly bounty except for Petra and Spider is the way to go. Just stack weeklies. You have plenty of time to do it. But if that gets fixed, I think it's simple. Just hunt for gear that has a cap score of 1360 from various sources. I mean, a lot of stuff in the game. Just check it. Make sure it's capped at 1360. That'll give you gear that's good for a year. And then basically you could literally just live off of the caster, the thing by Drifter, and farm. There's a bunch of excellent weapons in the caster, especially the two SMGs, which will do war mine cell builds which are extremely valuable. And the Arrivals gear does hold War Mind Cell stuff. So, I mean, that's the best way to do it. Just just collect armor with good stats. Get some good rolled weapons if you don't have a lot of time. Do bounties, like just pick up weeklies and complete them every week if that's your thing. I think preparing now for the DLC is like overkill. We have almost two and a half months. We have plenty of time. I wouldn't be concerned about it. But, uh... And uh, and then the other thing would just be, you know, going back through and grabbing anything that might be useful. So, like, check Banshee, Banshee for mods every week. Sometimes we'll have, like, nice mods. Like, uh, what's there's one that allows you to take less damage. I forget what the heck it's called. Just check Banshee for his mods. <laughs> like, those are must-haves, a lot of them. Global Reach, I think, just comes like uh retro i don't know exactly but i think global reach you just have i don't think you actually have to hunt for it so just collecting mods just collecting particularly stuff with war mine cells just collecting gear weapons and then hunt your weekly bounties and i'll think you'll be fine what about our vaults we can shred a lot of the things that are so that's like- up to you that depends yeah. how much of an attachment you have on your gear i scrapped everything I have zero attachment. (laughs) If it didn't say 1360, I scrapped it. Yeah. I just got rid of it. If if it's not a God-rolled crucible weapon and it's not 1360, I deleted it. God-roll, who cares? Gone. I'm not going to hold on to stuff that I can't use in, like, endgame unless it's a a PvP weapon because you can still use that in, like, quick play stuff. Yeah. And you can get a lot of that from your collections still. Uh Uh-huh. Right. I mean... You can get any of those, like even mountaintop. You know, it's like uh-huh. the only place you're going to be able, it's going to be useful is PvP once yeah. uh, Beyond Light comes out. Um, yeah. I'm hoping they, that they get rid of armaments because I don't think it's the solution to Destiny's ammo economy. But if they don't, I would grind those too. Fallen armaments, taken armaments, hive armaments, because you're not going to be able to acquire them anymore. Yeah, because those raids are going away, right? Well, you're still going to be able to get taken, but you're not going to have a source to get the other two. Right, right. Yeah, I don't think I have any of them right now. Um, and it's like every time I play one of those raids, it's like I, I never get them either. It's like I feel like they're yeah. really rare or something. 
but it's uh yeah i mean i i, I don't have any attachment to the weapons really and delete like, them yeah fuck it's em. yeah no nah, definitely like i'm i hope they're gonna give us some really cool things and beyond light you know so it's like i'm just the new you know i want the new stuff i want mm. i want the with the new things i want to play with the new things you know so that's kind of like where i'm at like every weapon is a, a you know expendable right now you know it's just like no no attachment whatsoever <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah. I, I think for me, for me also, like I, I have an attachment with stuff that I get in the game and it takes me forever to finally like break down and start deleting shit. So I'm just lazy. I I don't, that's the only reason why I haven't deleted. I'm just lazy. Well, <laughs> like, I, I think for me, it's just like the game changes so frequently and the meta changes in the game where I don't want to delete something that is going to be good in the future and in effect i become a hoarder in the game because i hoard everything it's like i don't need 25 pieces of gauntlets not necessary um so what i did was i actually deleted pretty much half my shit because anything that had a 1060 power cap i got rid of it because i just needed to have somewhat of a reset in the game where i can just focus on getting new shit because I play the game so much that I get so much stuff that I just I have to delete shit. And now that sunsetting is a real thing and we pretty much have, you know, new stuff that's coming in November, I've been kind of getting prepared for that. So now we also know that exotic catalysts are going to be some of them are going to be going away. Now, Glad, are there any catalysts that you recommend starting to pretty much get if we haven't gotten any of the catalysts? Yeah, away? let's have a look at the ones that are going away. Uh, I forget which. Let me let me pull that up. I know it was in the. Was it last week's? Twa- it was. Yeah, it was in the week before Twab, right? Last week before. Yeah. Take a look. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was in last week's. I mean, the weeks before. Yeah. The ones that are moving into the vault. So I would get Izanagi. I would get... Acrius. I would get Whisper. And I would get Worldline. Would be like my priority. And Huckleberry would be fifth. Because those are ones that say they're going to the vault. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, those are the most important ones. I think I, I, I'm not sure, but I think I still don't have my Izanagi's catalyst. So that's one that I'm going to have to yeah, definitely that's a, that's a must. That's a big that's one. A, that's yeah. a 20% damage increase. Yeah. Yeah, you want that. Yeah. <clears throat> it's probably oh. the most important one. It gives us something to play, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm going to try to get that bread. I, I also need to level up my character, because my character is not um, 1075, or whatever the cap is, without the seasonal bonus. But um, 
So that's going to be another thing. And actually, we just learned that Iron Banner is coming back this coming Tuesday. So if you're missing any kind of power leveling that you have to do to get your character above the 1050, it's a great opportunity to get some Iron Banner weapons and armor and to get some extra loot. So that's definitely another thing that we're going to be doing in the game. And what about in terms of materials, Glad? Do you recommend farming any specific materials or visiting Spider for anything to try to make sure our resources are plentiful? Because I did hear a rumor that they might be getting rid of a bunch of stuff in November as well. So we know planets are dropping. We know Spider's main currency is planetary materials we need to hear what Bungie wants us to do with them yeah uh, so i would hold on to them for now and we need to see what they want us to do with them because it, like you know i don't know i don't know what to say until we hear information so don't spend them keep them and mm -hmm. hopefully if Bungie is getting rid of like tokens and planetary materials or or something like that when the planets disappear they give us something to turn them in for a lot of times when currencies go away in Destiny, they allow us to either dismantle them or trade them in for something that's going to be useful. So I'm hoping that they just, like, allow us to either dismantle for legendary shards or something like that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that because I think there's a pretty huge outcry amongst the community that people don't want so many materials, and I think it did get counted kind of out of hand and it got to a point where there's just too much stuff and it's not fun to to just farm materials i, I never had fun doing it yeah like uh, another thing in the economy you know like you know that you have to put into something or whatever you know it's like it can be kind of convoluted sometimes to have a introduce a new currency or a new kind of thing you know it's like yeah. And I guess the next thing I'm curious about is is how do we find an optimal group to do the raid? Like what what do you recommend doing? Do you recommend maybe finding a group and doing the raids each week? Do you recommend any kind of prep beforehand? How do you how do you find that optimal group and how do you find that chemistry? with that group so i don't know how to find the optimal group but i found mine just through lfging and then if i vibed with somebody and i knew somebody had their shit together i would dm them afterwards and be like hey man we should game more often you know what i mean just kind of feeling out people other times people would just suck or assholes or don't care uh and then eventually you just find a group of friends to play with but you just you got to take that step into the uncomfortable zone to uh, find people, you know, to game with in the first place. Like, I LFG'd yeah, for a while. Point. Now, is there any specific LFG that you recommend? I don't even remember what I used. <laughs> and I don't mm -hmm. touch that stuff, so I have zero recommendations. Yeah, I, uh, I would just go to, like, Destiny LFG or something back with Destiny 1. Yeah, I don't even remember exactly what the website was. I would think I used the companion app or as well. Yeah, there's tons of stuff out there now, though. 
Yeah. And and one place that I've used for myself to find players in on PC at least, um, there is a Discord channel, the Destiny 2 PC LFG. And it's very active. You can always find people to play with, whether you're looking to do raids or crucible or nightfalls, any activity that you're looking to do, I feel like you can find a group on that Discord. And the other really cool thing is I've gotten my flawless runs done with people from that LFG. In fact, we've met quite a few people through LFG too, right, Shadow? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know what you're going to get. It's a mixed bag. You could get like, you know, somebody like the glad side, you can get an asshole. You can get somebody like a know-it-all, somebody who likes to, you know, but then you can get a, you can get some good players. You get some people who you, you know, vibe with and you're very cohesive with and things like that. It's just, you know, just like glad side, you got to like, you got to get out of your comfort zone. That's a, that's like the hardest thing for people sometimes who's like a sole player they're like oh they want to do the raid and things like that well you gotta get out of your comfort zone this is a social game you know if you really want to experience everything the game has to offer you want to jump into that end game you want to jump in and do those raids yeah that's very true and sometimes you got to take a chance because like you may not think that you can do this because it just seems really difficult really challenging but if you don't try you'll never know and after you actually take a chance and, and get your feet wet, you know, you're going to realize that, shit, I can do this. And you'll end up having a lot of fun. You, you'll meet a lot of awesome people in the community. And I, I think it's a, an experience worth having. And, and I think for me also, like, I've met a lot of people through LFG. I mean, granted, me and Shadow Price have known each other for well over 10 years now so we haven't met through lfg but we've met a lot of other guardians in the community on lfg so yeah so now on that note i'm curious glad because a lot of people don't have the time to have three characters to to grind out every single week how important do you feel like it is to have three characters leveled up in order to even have a chance during that week one raid or day one raid run i mean extremely like if 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 you don't have three characters uh you are going your leveling is going to be severely slowed down yeah like significantly because the way that the leveling system with carrying weapons over works yeah i mean people with three characters have a huge advantage but yeah, like so you know, to to be fair, uh, people that are super serious about competing for a world's first, like they're they have that time commitment. You know, they're ready to go. Because if you're because if you're somebody that can't play very often, I mean, you're you're just that's just how it is. You're just probably never going to get a world's first because these you know when you log into day one when a raid drops, like you have to be able to go all day and all night. It yeah. could be a last wish, like a 24 hour thing. <clears throat> so I don't, I don't think that that's like a huge, you know what I mean? But if you're asking how important is it? Extremely. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Leading up to it, grinding for power, 
and things yeah. like that too. If you only I have mean, one character, yeah. you are going to be really far behind as far as power level. You like you might not even hit the uh, the cap for the raid, the contest with, modifier. Exactly with the contests, it's uh-huh. like those enemies hit really really hard uh-huh. in there. You know, you won't so. even reach that with one character, so you're going to get destroyed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great point, and. I think for me, like I've been leveling up all of my th- all of my characters. Um, I think at this point, all three of my characters are at ten sixty five. Uh, but I, I still need to level up a little bit more to to get that plus ten on all of my accounts. So that's something I'm working on. Also, I'm working on getting my solstice finished on my third character. I uh. Took a little break from Destiny last week because I just didn't have a lot of time. And I figured, you know, I have a little extra time. And I finished my grind on my other two characters. Um, Piece of advice, don't finish any of the, uh, was it Majestic or Magnificent pieces? Because if you finish it on one character without unlocking your Magnificent set on your other two characters, you essentially have to complete that activity again on that second and third character lesson learned <laughs> and uh we also know that we're gonna have some crazy prep happening i mean right now we have some time but when beyond launch beyond light launches the week before we're, we're gonna have some serious prep to do at that point and I'm curious, what type of preparation, Glad, would you recommend in terms of like that week before the new content launches? I mean, I don't think it's any different from the prep leading up to it. I mean, the prep for for like a DLC is, you know what I mean? It's going to be the same, just the same stuff that I talked about with weapons and gear. Unless I'm misunderstanding your question. Well, I'm I'm curious, is there anything that you would do differently during the week before Beyond Light comes out? Is there any... Nah, not really. Strategy? I mean, just b- besides cleaning up any loose ends that you wanted to get, uh, if there's any content that you wanted to play before it disappeared, or if there's anything that you didn't quite collect. But I would say, like, prep is prep. You know, a month ahead, a week ahead, just get your shit done before the DLC drops and you'll be set. And I'm curious, when you're actually playing the raid, like how do you how do you have a winning mindset when you go into it? Uh, uh I hate losing. I you know what I mean? I just assume that we're gonna do well and try my absolute hardest and don't even think about coming in second place and just head straight for the finish line. You know, just like you know, like that adrenaline rush. Uh, I mean, there there is just no losing mindset at all. No doubt, nothing. Just straight, let's go. We're gonna be first. Let's get finish line. Let's go. Full blown confidence and everything. Just put all of our energy into it. Do you feel like when Beyond Light comes out, like this one's gonna have a little bit more something behind it, like? Like this one, just this raid feels like it's going to be super special. Uh, I I think that we might get another Forsaken thing where 
when the raid's completed, it changes something in the world. Yeah. Like when we beat when we beat Last Wish, it literally changed the world and unlocked activities. I, I kind of feel like we're gonna get this a similar thing. Yeah, Bungie's like to do that like recently, like when we yeah. completed the end game, that it changed something, it opened something up and new activity, mm-hmm. you know. Uh yeah, that makes sense for sure. I think I'm just looking forward to the environment too. Yeah, know, yeah. More than anything, like Europa's been in the game as a concept since the beginning of Destiny. You know, mm-hmm. we've heard about it. We've seen the concept art. You know, we we've saw the different articles and things like that. Like they wanted to have it in the game back in the beginning when Joseph Staten was the original, you know, writer on this. Um, everything got changed when the Activision came in, and you know, so we we all know all about all that drama that happened. <laughs> so i'm just super excited to finally go there i feel like you know it's just to unearth the things that are going to be there you know going to the deep stone crypt yeah i'm i'm super excited about europa it's going to be really 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 exciting to see what they come up with 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 this next raid and this next destination that will be exploring and yeah because some of the visuals we've seen so far is just really 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 cool really like mysterious too as well um especially when we have the stranger back in you know the picture too she's shrouded in mystery you know so it's going to be really cool seeing if uh, are we going to get that back are we going to get the where have you been like you know this whole time you know the connecting tissue I feel like from destiny one to D two, are we going to get like a cliff notes version, something like that, you know, to tie it in a little bit to the people who don't know who this, who who didn't play destiny one. So. Yeah, I I think it's going to be really interesting. And because if you are just a PC gamer, you never played destiny one, you know, think about the people who are on PC and they've never played destiny one. Yeah, and and also we know that the next expansion will be optimized for the NVIDIA graphics cards that will be coming out. So that's another really exciting thing for me to be able to play the game in higher frames and better graphics. And I mean... Also Series X PS5 as well. Yeah. 4K60, you know, that's going to... Like, I I really want to see how awesome that's going to look, you know, on on those... uh, new consoles because i i don't have a 4k monitor i have a 1440p one as as you do too right corn same yeah you know so, what my thing was i didn't want to give up the frames so that's why i went with a 1440p instead of a, a 4k monitor yeah yeah i, I like for me i like i like playing in high frames so yeah so glad how do you play destiny 2 on pc I I do use a 1080 240 monitor. You like the frames too, I can see. I just there's no, I just there's no reason for me to go 1440 or 4K for I don't know. I don't have a need for it personally. 10 1080 is more than enough for me. Yeah. Yeah, cuz everything that. that was 1440 
was was like 144 and i was like eh, i'm just gonna get the 240 to be safe are you excited to see those 360 hertz monitors come are you gonna when, when are they coming so you know uh, once you... again though at what point it, like i already feel like 240 is just overkill for what your eyes can actually see right right <laughs> so I, it's I like that. so it's like at what point is it just way too much i mean i like is there a visual difference between 144 and 240? Can you? That's like... what I'm saying. Probably not. But <laughs> but it but it gives me peace of mind. Yeah. You know what I mean. So it's like, you know, right. Yeah. It's yeah technology is almost is just going to be like too good to the point where it's just diminishing returns. Like you're spending way too much money on something that you won't even notice. I'd, I'd rather focus more on like speed and performance in other ways than stuff like that. So are you planning to get the the new consoles at all? Uh, yeah. I'll, well, the PlayStation, honestly, Xbox, just everything that comes out on Xbox comes out on PC. <laughs> so, yeah, so right. it's like, why even play Xbox at this point? And Unle unless your friends are there, of course, but like as somebody no, yeah, who's all their right. friends have PCs, but PlayStation, for sure, their exclusives are nuts. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, even with that, I feel like you can essentially play with your friends in most cases, even if they're playing on Xbox and you have a PC. And that's becoming more of a common thing now. And even though Bungie hasn't done anything like that this year, I think next year we're going to have crossplay between platforms and PC. They should be able to do it. I mean, the new consoles are going to be, you know, closer to what PCs are, you know, now. So definitely. And we did get a really, really juicy twab this week. We had so much stuff this week. As opposed to last week, we didn't have a whole lot. Um, and we'll we'll talk about the weekly update and oh man there's so much stuff here and this week's focus was primarily on triumphs and seals and badges in the game and how they're going to be changing this november um and we did also learn a few other things uh before we dive into that and the first thing that we have here is that well if you're looking to finish up your Solstice of Heroes, that is ending on <clears throat> September 8th. So you don't have too much time to get your bread. Um, you can finish the objective on your Magnificent set as long as you acquire the set by the 8th. So you can continue to do all those activities and finish off that checklist after the 8th, but it's really important that you do acquire that Magnificent set if you haven't done so already before September 8th. We also have some articles that came out from Bungie regarding something called Stasis, and that looked pretty freaking cool. Did you guys check out the uh, Warlock Shades Binder and the Titan Behemoth subclasses? Yeah, I check out the Warlock. I, I haven't had a chance to. I've been pretty busy for the morning half of the day, so I haven't been interneting that much. <laughs> but uh, it looks pretty cool. I want to see more 
more gameplay of how the three work together is my biggest thing. Because it seems like stasis is going to be a big CC with all the classes. Crowd uh, control. Yep. Yeah. So, like, I want to see how they work together. Like, I want to see a warlock coming in and freezing everything and then a titan hitting them and blowing them all. You know what I mean? It seems like they're all going to work together, which which makes them unique. Yeah. And it seems like the freezing effect tethers the enemies, meaning that if enemies are clustered and they're all frozen together, you hit one and it damages all of them. That's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. That's from what, what I gathered, too. Mm -hmm. of it. So it looks like they want us to use all this in tangent with one another as crowd control to keep stuff away and keep stuff back. Yeah, very synergistic, I feel mm -hmm. like. Yeah. So. That's why I want to see more gameplay. I mean, obviously, I want to put it in my hands, but that's a long way away. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I got a chance to see the Shade Binder, a little bit of that. Um it looks yeah. like we're going to have to get these aspects. And what is it? What else was there? They're fragments. Yep. Um, aspects yeah. and fragments. Yeah. So we're kind of going to be slotting these things in. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of, which is, which is kind of an evolution of the D1 system in a way. And I kind of like that. It's, you know, more RPG focused, I feel like. Yeah, you know, kind of like, kind of like Final Fantasy, uh, back in the day, like when you have the like the grids, the sphere grids, and things mm -hmm. like that, and you're like customizing your build further and further, and you're uh, giving yourself like more attack power, more magic, more you know, kind of something akin to that a little bit, mm -hmm. and that excites me because I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan, um, so. I, I like where this is heading. I like, I like the opportunities uh, and the uh, potential of this. So. Same. Yeah. Yeah, and I think for me, I'm a pretty big Mortal Kombat fan, and I really liked Sub-Zero. So for us to get <laughs> Stasis, it's really freaking cool. Like, I'm, I'm super excited to... Is it cool? Is it really cool? cool. <laughs> it's really cool. And you know what I'm also really curious about? I'm really curious to see how this could potentially break the game. Because whenever oh Bungie releases something new, we always know something goes wrong. Something does not go according to plan. And shit is just way too powerful. And I don't know how you do it, Glad, but like you have players who are just like you, who are really, really smart and can figure shit out without having to resort to YouTube, like us. <laughs> it just comes from just fucking around. Brute forcing. Just yeah. literally just fucking around, just putting on random shit and just taking stuff off and using knowledge of previous broken things and just hitting random buttons and combinations until something is like, what the hell just happened? That's all it is. A lot of it isn't even big braining. It's just trial and error until something weird happens. Or um, things happen by mistake, yeah. and you're like, wait a second, what was that? I'm interested to see the element, like, as stasis. Are we going to get that on weapons? Are are, are they going to yeah, tell it's a it's a totally new element. Like, it is no different than solar, arc, and void. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I'm that's really a, that is what they've been saying to see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll have a new thing, and it'll our weapons will take four different elements now. There, so there's going to be stasis shields. I mean, there has to be. Yeah. Yep. I want it. I want yep. it all. <laughs> yeah, I think we've been so spoiled as Guardians. I mean, like, for me, I just, I want everything. I want to experience everything in Destiny. And that's why, like, we were talking about, well, what version of the game are you getting? Like, yes, I'm getting everything. I'm getting the statue and i'm getting the collector's edition and i'm getting the shirt and and you know i i want to be i want it i want everything i want the loot and uh i think that uh destiny brings excitement with with that day one the new content that launches in a way that nothing else has done for me like i get so excited the the night before release like i can't even sleep dude i can't sleep mm-hmm. i stay up i stay up and i listen to destiny music and that's like our tradition and i expect this every single year the night before at 1 p.m eastern time the bungee store goes down they go back up and then there's a new soundtrack available to purchase and new shit to buy and i'm always there so we also have some other stuff here that is in the Bungie weekly update and some probably some pretty important stuff that we should pay attention to. And that is Triumphs. Triumphs are being evolved with Destiny 2 Beyond Light. And Bungie shared some new information on Triumphs starting in November. And the developers from Bungie did share some ideologies and some goals behind triumphs and how they're going to be changing with this new expansion in november and some of the things that they talked about was to provide pursuits for all players to provide seasonal pursuits that match each season of destiny to provide destination pursuits for each new destination in destiny to make sure that everyone can show their accomplishments, um, make all triumphs have a score. Ooh, that is really interesting. And make sure that it is clear what happens when content goes into the DCV. So the one thing that's really interesting to me is to have a score for all of your triumphs. Because to me, that says that Bungie is moving in the direction of having a leaderboard with an actual score for how you performed and how you stack up against other Guardians. And I don't know, that's kind of how I interpreted that goal with Triumphs for the future. What do you guys think? That's a possibility. I mean... They've had leaderboards, uh, or they attempted leaderboards at one point, didn't they? I think. Uh, was it what, what was the nightfall? Didn't they have like leaderboards for that or something? Um, yeah, I, they scoring, used to. The scoring, yeah, that didn't really work out too well. In D one, it was like the champion, the elders, the the, not the prison of elders, or the champion, whatever the the 
the end game mode was called for that. Um, I can't remember the name of it for whatever reason, but they had some sort of leaderboard for that. I felt like too. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that would be cool if they had a leaderboard for that. Cause I mean, it's, you know, you want to, you want to be the best, you want to be the best guardian you can be, you know? And it's like, it, it can kind of like, you know, I don't know. Uh, it makes things interesting, I guess, you know, there's always like higher stakes, like when, you know, there's scores involved, things like that. So it gets people to try, you know, want to play more. Um, I mean, and that's not, you know, there obviously has to be incentives to all this too, I feel like. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that's where Bungie has been kind of struggling with the incentive part because, like, we used to have Nightfall-specific loot, Strike-specific loot. We don't have that anymore, not in the form that we should. Um, And... I really hope that going into this fall, we get some of these changes happen in the game. Uh, and especially with the way that things are changing. I mean, I, I would love to see some type of, of leaderboards in the game. I think that would make the game better for end game activities, at least for players like Glad, for example. You know, what, what do you think, Glad? Would you would you prefer to have leaderboard leaderboards? Excuse me. I don't mind leaderboards, but people, they're, they're never accurate because people always find ways to cheat them. That's what That's they the did problem. in D1, yeah. yeah. That's the True. problem, with de- especially okay. with Destiny. That's a good point. Every single time. It's, it's always, like, skewed and fucked up. I mean, that's the case with every game. Like, if you look at any leaderboard, like Call of Duty, the first, like, 15 people you can automatically just cross off because they're just hackers and cheaters, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a t- it's tough. I I would rather just hat. I would rather like things that are like personal stats for yourself. Like kind of like what they have on some of the emblems. Okay, mm-hmm. you know that what makes I mean? sense. Well, they, I mean they have a lot of that in the game now, but like things in game that you can just look at, like you know, hey, when I run this, when I run this dungeon, how many completions? And what's my average time? Just things that you can sort of track yourself and be proud of and then display on your emblems if you want but i don't mind it i don't think leaderboards are a bad thing definitely and now the other thing that bungie talked about with this week's bungie weekly update is building an ever-evolving world and they had some things to say about that um they want to build a world that is critical to us or it's critical to Bungie that there are challenging triumphs for each season and that only the most dedicated guardians are able to accomplish these triumphs. It's also important to Bungie that even new players and new kinder guardians, as we call them, have the opportunity to climb the mountain and to achieve those triumphs as well so they're they're trying to find a balance here and bungie talked about doing the following things to help achieve this they talked about reorganizing triumphs to make them more compatible with 
this new ever-evolving world. They talked about creating career scores that represent the totality of what you've done in Destiny 2, which it's kind of what Glad kind of touched on, having your own personal score. So that's going to be a focus. And doesn't that almost remind you of uh, Grimoire in Destiny 1? I forgot that was even a thing. Yeah, I remember Grimoire score, but it was kind yeah. of skewed because it was based on like the Grimoire cards that you were picking up. So it wasn't. It, it was kind of a half step, right? And it almost sounds to me like with this, Grimoire might be coming back in some form, but maybe in a more meaningful way, which would be kind of cool. Yeah, no, it would be. I for, I totally forgot Grimoire was the thing. That's funny. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Did you I ever remember, max out your Grimoire score? Glad. Uh, God, did I care about Grimoire and Destiny One? I don't think I did that much. Okay. I I don't think I did that much. I think I only recently started caring about some of that stuff. It's not even that I care. It's just stuff to do, I guess. I knew once I was close to maxing it out, I cared because I was like, "Wow, I'm that close!" So let me go find these ex- these other ghost shells, these dead ghosts um, that are out there. And uh, you know, also like I think they had built-in things like you had to do like 25 rumble matches or something. You had to kill. Oh so many yeah, I remember that. You had to kill so many with a hand cannon or shotgun. You know, like some of that stuff was pretty cool, and it would just like pop right up. Oh, you've killed this many all now you've you know you got that many hand cannon kills so yeah no it's it's interesting um i i i i got my grimoire leveled up because i just got bored i had nothing else to do in the game i got all of my exotics i beat the raid hundreds of times at that point and it's like what else am i supposed to do in the game besides just try to max out my grimoire so i did uh, in Destiny 2, I think there was much less of an emphasis on that. So, and uh, hopefully it comes back in a more meaningful way that makes it uh, more fun for us to play. And Bungie also did talk about a few other things to create an active score for the things that can be done in the live action game. In addition to focusing on triumphs in a leaner lifetime set, I wonder what that means, a leaner lifetime set that covers the basics of being a guardian. So the way that I interpret that is that we'll have triumphs that are specifically for things like the campaign. You beat the campaign, you get a triumph for that. So you'll have different tiers of activities that you can complete that will unlock different types of triumphs within the game for different activities. So that way, triumphs aren't necessarily exclusive to the best players who can, you know, go flawless during activities, for example. So I found that to be pretty interesting. Um, And then the other thing that Bungie talked about is to organize triumphs around seasons and destinations. That would make sense because with so many things going away in the game, I think that from a UI perspective, 
they would need to change a lot of things and how everything is kind of laid out. And I think there's opportunities to improve the UI because I don't I don't know about you guys, but I, I don't think it's the most optimal the way that they have the UI set up right now. I don't really have a I don't really have any advice for them how to improve it though <laughs> either. Like um I wish I did. <laughs> but what would you like to see change with the UI? I think sometimes um things like for example the chalice of opulence being buried in like quests and the way all of that is organized I don't know if it's done so in the best way because sometimes well, it's going away through. at the end of the season <laughs> yeah i mean but that's just one example of like something from a ui standpoint that they really could improve upon I, and i think sometimes I think they, yeah go ahead yeah i was gonna say when when you have so many layers of layers of different menus that you have to go through it becomes very tedious um the biggest thing that i want from a ui standpoint and I'm sure you will all agree with me on this, is I don't want to have to go into the tower to pick up bounties. There needs to be a way, if, if bounties will even exist after Beyond Light, which I'm sure they will to some capacity, but I really hope that I don't have to go to the tower to pick up bounties because, you know, it feels like such a chore, and I just spend more time having to load more stuff when i just want to kind of complete bounties pick up some new ones and go they did say they were going to have some sort of solution to picking up in orbit i believe i don't know if it's next season it may be some point in next season but definitely by the season after that i think they'll have some of that in place yeah they did mention that yeah and i mean that, that was a quality of life you know improvements things to improve the player experience. Yeah, I know, definitely. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see how that all changes, and I'm sure we're going to learn much more about that during future updates as well. And um, we do have some more information about Triumphs, and there's something that Bungie is adding into the game called Legacy Triumphs because uh, with Beyond Light, there will be uh, triumphs that will be essentially going away because destinations will be retired. So those triumphs won't be accessible after November 10th. Um, and we will touch on those and, and talk about which bounties they are or which triumphs they are. So you can keep track of that and make sure to get them done before they expire. Um, Beyond Light will include a set of triumphs that target the year's destination, which is Europa. We're all excited for Europa. I know I am. And all triumphs under Europa will have scores. They include a content on the destination, for example, story missions, strikes, the raid, lost sectors, and some secrets. I wonder what that could mean. Maybe perhaps a dungeon that we'll get? Um, that would be kind of cool. 
And it looks like so we're going to be getting a different system for how we're acquiring triumphs with each season. Like, for example, this this time around, we have the Conqueror title, which requires for you to play Grandmaster Nightfalls, right? But not everybody will even be high enough level to attempt Grandmaster Nightfalls. Like myself, right now, I've been leveling up, I'm working on it. But um, I'm still not there yet, so. So what do you guys think about this change with uh, Triumphs? I'm, I'll have to wait to see uh, how they... How it, you know, how it, it actually is in the live game. Um, I, I'm not a big triumph chaser myself. I don't really have any of the triumphs, oh, except like what I mean. Um, wait, triumphs or oh, seal? I keep getting the seals confused with triumphs. They're not the same thing, right? Um, not different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I meant the seals. I don't really go for you know the titles and things like that. Triumphs, I, I, you know, if I'm close, you know, I'll, I'll do things like in the game and I'll get the triumph score for it, you know, and it, I guess it just, if it looks interesting, I'll do it, I guess. That's kind of like where I'm at with it. And, and the other thing that Bungie did mention is that when seasonal content is no longer available, so when destinations get sunset, the seasonal set moves into the Legacy Triumphs section. Um, they won't contribute to your active score, so essentially it's almost like having a Destiny content vault, but for your Triumphs. So that's interesting that they're going to be adding that, and that's going to be called the Legacy Triumphs. Um, they will contribute to your career score, but they, but your career score and your active score will be different now. So that's going to be one change that we'll be seeing this November with Beyond Light. And the Lifetime set will also be teaching players things that they can do in Destiny. So they will almost serve as like a path for how you play the game, which... I think that's a welcoming change because uh, I do think that the way that we found missions to do and the way that missions were organized before, it was a little archaic, like having different things blinking all over the map, not really knowing what to do first. It, 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 it can be overbearing, especially for new players. So I definitely think that this change will be a welcoming change in the game. What do you guys think? I mean, I don't, I don't really have like any strong opinions on the matter, to be honest. These are just kind of things I do. If I don't have anything else to do, I think this, this information is geared towards the collector person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very whatever to me. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Is it is it giving us new guns? Is it giving <laughs> us new, like if it's not, then okay. <laughs> well, we, we don't know, and we don't know. Maybe I mean, and that's that's actually one thing to take away as feedback for how they can actually make us care about these items and to actually put 
real rewards behind these triumphs and you know not just make it a simple score but give us a path to chase and loot and make it you know a looter shooter that we want and we we did learn about some of the things that we can earn after November 10th and um we're going to have Luna, the Dreaming City, the Tangled Shore, EDZ, and Nessus. They will all have their own triumphs and their own destination sets. So that's going to be um, something that we can expect. Um, the triumphs that we currently have, they will still exist. So that won't be changing a whole lot. Um, in some cases, they are reducing the size of the triumphs to make it easier to understand for new players, specifically for Gambit, Crucible, and uh, Vanguard triumphs. And then also they will be increasing the size of the sets and the rewards for the lifetime set. So added rewards. So that to me says they might actually be adding some stuff for us to chase with the new changes that are coming to triumphs yeah uh i just have to wait to see in practice the lifetime set what what exactly is that <laughs> is it like rewards like in the game like trophy type things uh what what exactly does that pertain to as a tangible thing besides just score yeah, and if anyone is interested in chasing any of the seals in the game, we do have some information that came out with this week's Bungie Weekly update. Uh, we have some of the seals moving into Legacy. The Shadow title will be moving into Legacy. The Reckoner title, the Blacksmith, the Wayfarer, the Chronicler, and seasons five through 11 titles will be all going away. So if you are close, if you're interested in getting any of those, make sure to get them done before November 10th when the new content comes out and these all go into Legacy. And we also learned a few other things we briefly talked about Iron Banner. Iron Banner will be returning. So if you have anything that you're missing in terms of your higher tier armor or weapons, you have one more chance on September 8th, starting at 10 a.m. Pacific time and ending on September 15th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Um, and then in addition to Iron Banner, it is getting a lot faster to transfer your weapons and armor using the Destiny apps like Dim and the Destiny Companion app. Now, I'm curious, have, have you both noticed any changes with the performance of switching out weapons using the apps? I don't think I've played this week yet. It's been really busy, so I haven't really seen it in action. Have you? Have you seen it? Has it been faster for you guys? 
I haven't touched it. Yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't either. I haven't either. I'm hearing about this for the first time in the update, so I wasn't even aware that these changes were being implemented. But um, I'll definitely have to fire up Dim and see how it works. And uh, they are stating that it will be ten times faster, so that should be a welcoming change. And we have a few more things to go over before we wrap things up for the evening. And we have some additional SEALs housekeeping information. Uh, with the start of year four on November 10th, certain SEALs and their associated titles will no longer be available to earn. As we discussed, players will need to, meet, need to make sure to unlock and equip the following titles before this date to guarantee that the completions are recorded on their account. Wow. To unlock and equip. So that means you have to have those titles equipped on your character? That's really interesting. So what happens if you don't have them equipped? Then does that mean you aren't able to get the credit for the title? Is that what they're That's saying? That's what it sounds like. Yeah. That's what it sounds That's like, yeah. What it sounds like, wow. Because they're saying unlock and equip. So, yeah. And you can't equip more than three. Um, well, I mean, you no, can take... I just mean equip it and then take it off. You exactly. Just do it once. Yep, just do it once. Okay. Equip it, take it off, and do the same thing with the others. Uh, so. Okay. I just yeah. want to make sure it's not one of those situations where you have to have it equipped or you don't get any credit at all because that would kind of suck. Yeah, you just, once you unlock it, you have to equip it once for it to record it and then you have it, yeah. Well, there, there you have it. And this pertains to the Shadow title, the Reckoner title, the Blacksmith title, the Wayfarer title, the Chronicler title, and the Forerunner titles. And... And that was the Bungie Weekly Update. And I'm, I'm curious, what do you all think of these changes that we learned about in this week's Bungie Weekly Update? I mean, they're good for the people who really, really are invest themselves in triumphs and things like that. Like myself, I'm not super invested in them. Um, if I get them, great. You know, if I get to that score, great. I'd like to, you know, maybe I'll care about it more. Like maybe I'll have a reason to care about it more in Beyond Light. But, you know, it's not completely speaking to me, I guess. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of have to agree. I mean, I, I never really chased after titles. I think the only one that I really cared about was to get my Shadow title, just because I already got so many flawless runs done that I had to complete. Um, so that kind of motivated me to get that title. But after that, I don't really care. You know, I think that's probably the only, the only title that I'm really going to chase after. Um, yeah, but other than that, I mean, I think it was an okay update. And what what are your thoughts, Glad? Um, I think I know what your thoughts are. I mean, I, I said all my thoughts earlier. It's whatever to me. Like, <laughs> I... Definitely. If I miss out on stuff, I don't really care. Definitely. I'll do it just to do it. 
So we have we have a tradition on the show where we rate the Bungie weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls. And we're going to do just that tonight. And Glad, do you want to kick things off? What would you rate this week's Bungie weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls? So wait, what's the rate system? Like Okay, so our rating system is between 1 and 5. One is really bad spicy tuna. Stay away from it. And five is like really, really good spicy tuna. <laughs> I mean, I'll just go straight in the middle, like three, two, three. It's like very, very mediocre spicy tuna. Okay. <laughs> mediocre spicy tuna. Two out of five. And Shadow Price, what would you give this week's Bungie Weekly Update. Yeah, I I have to echo what Glad said. Like, I know there's people out there that care about this, you know, and the people who do care about the Triumph scores and they care about the seals. Great, that's awesome, you know. Um, and we need you know people in the community like that. But for me myself, not that exciting. Uh, also, it's a two out of five for me as well. Maybe two and a half. I guess a two and a half. Yeah, right in the middle. So, I don't know. I think for me, um, I think that they didn't have a whole lot of information here in the Bungie Weekly update. As you were kind of te- you were kind of duped, right? It it was a big update, like it was a long twab. But the problem was, is it it wasn't all that exciting. The it, things it was- that were in. Let me put it this way. They talked about seals and they talked about titles, but they didn't really go into anything about the rewards for those things. And I think that's the one area that they have been kind of missing out on. Um, So I would probably have to say three out of five spicy tuna rolls, just because we didn't get a whole lot. I mean, I appreciate the fact that we got information for what's changing and how it's changing pretty early on so if there's anyone who's trying to finish up their triumphs i think this gives us a lot more clarity as to how things are going to be changing with beyond light but as far as changing the core fundamentals of me having fun in the game i don't think this update really did that so based on that i'm going to go with three out of five spicy tuna rolls yeah, we got to think hey, there's over two months until Beyond yeah. Light. You know, we're going to have twabs like this. You know, we, we got to expect this. We're not going to have a banger every time. So that's the way I see it. Yeah, I mean, with, with Beyond Light being pushed back a month and a half, you know, we're going to have periods of not a whole lot happening. Uh, and that's okay. And that gives us an opportunity, as Glad said, to play other games and check out other things and do other stuff. So that's okay. And Guardians, on that note, I think we've come to that time. Glad, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was such a pleasure to have you on the show and to get to know you a bit more and to talk about raid prep and the weekly update. And uh, we, we we're so grateful for your time and for hanging out with us tonight. And uh, before we let you go, we did want to share with our audience, where can we learn more about you? 
Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, Twitch.tv slash glad. Uh, YouTube, you could just search in glad. And uh, Twitter, also username glad, which I was happy to stank. And then Instagram, glad on Twitch. That's the only one I don't have yet. <laughs> <laughs> Working on it. Working on that. And we're going to include all of your links in our show notes. So that way uh, our listeners can find you. But, I mean, I'm sure they know where to find you. Um, and thank you again so much for being on with us. It's such a, mm-hmm. It was such a pleasure to have you on. And uh, you are an inspiring individual. And, and you're doing amazing things in the community. And thank you. Thank you for yeah, thank you. being our guest. And for everything you do in the community. Thank you. And uh, Shadow Price, where can we learn more about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ShadowPrice79. Um, yeah, just there and also here on the Destiny Show podcast. So, yeah. Awesome. You can find the Destiny Show podcast on all major podcasting apps. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and the list goes on. You can also find us on the web at destinyshow.com. You can also find us live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And you can find us on the Twitter at The Destiny Show. And you can find me at OMG Cornholio on Twitter and right here on The Destiny Show. And Guardians, thank you so very much for joining us tonight on the destiny show podcast we're so grateful that you joined us tonight live and that you check us out on twitter and your favorite places to listen to our podcast so guardians thank you so much we are just getting started year two will continue next week with destin mcgarry from ign's fire team chat and we're going to talk about much more Destiny 2 Beyond Light. So Guardians, thank you so much for joining us tonight, and we hope you have a great week. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hey there, my name's Jameson, or Big Cat. And I am Brenna, or Mother Goose. And together, we are the hosts of The DL, Weekly Gaming News. Each week, we bring you the top stories from last week, as well as something you might have missed. Our goal is to start a conversation about what's going on in the world of gaming. And every week, we have a special guest join us in the chat room, where we discuss a different gaming-related topic and learn more about our guests in the 60-second download. And if that isn't enough, we also have Slim Jims. So come and hang out with us every week and join in on the conversation.
Good luck and have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose loose. Should introduce myself. Um, I'm Corin Black, a humble half demon. And folks around Baltimore call me the Devil's Runt. Here we go, finally moving again. How do you feel about methamphetamines? You know, devil's blood don't make you a devil. Under the Shroud. Fantasy, noir, and horror from Baltimore's sin-soaked streets. Find creator Ian Humphrey on Twitter at FictionalIan. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.